This is Clinical Pearls. Ah, hurricanes. No, not the traditional historic beverage from New Orleans, but the awesome, terrifying, and destructive natural weather phenomenon. Labor and delivery units are full of anecdotal stories of units being busting at the seams with laboring women during a hurricane. But do hurricanes really cause women to go into labor? Let's look at the data. We are well into hurricane season. The 2019 hurricane season officially began on June the 1st, 2019 and will end on November the 30th, 2019, according to the National Weather Survey. These dates historically describe the period each year when most tropical cyclones form in the Atlantic Basin. For decades, many have contended that there is an association between extreme weather and labor and pregnancy outcomes. It may sound like an old wives' tale, but some ideas are so widespread that scientific studies have actually put them to the test. Additionally, even the ACOG states in its committee opinion number 726 from December 2017 that recent evidence suggests that floods and human-influenced environmental disasters increase the risk of spontaneous miscarriage, preterm birth, and low birth weight infants among pregnant women. That was in the committee opinion titled Hospital Disaster Preparedness for Obstetricians and Facilities Providing Maternity Care. Well, the main question is, why would this association even exist? Well, one of the main suppositions is that barometric pressure changes can affect pregnancy. Barometric pressure, to be simply thought of, is the weight of the air above us. It changes based on factors like ambient temperature, humidity, and altitude. Generally speaking, falling barometric pressure is associated with stormy, rainy weather. Now, it's widely thought that pressure differences between the outside and the inside of the body can trigger symptoms within. The most common example is the change in the ears when you're on a plane that's descending to land. Low barometric pressure may also trigger headaches due to pressure differences within the sinuses. All right, sinus headaches, maybe some joint discomfort, that makes sense. But what does that change in pressure have to do with labor onset? Let's take a look at that next. All right, so a quick word about the data between hurricanes or storms and labor onset or pregnancy outcomes in general. Remember, there just isn't a lot of hard, big databases that have looked at this, but there are some publications on the subject. In a 2007 paper published in the Archives of Gynecology and Obstetrics, researchers found a, quote, significant increase in pregnant women whose water broke during low pressure systems, the researchers concluded that low barometric pressure indeed induces delivery or at least premature, now called pre-labor, rupture of membranes. Additional studies have found similar outcomes, including a 1985 study by Polanski in the Journal of Reproductive Medicine that accounted for a significant increase in premature rupture of membranes within three hours after a fall in barometric pressure. 
in 2013 in the Journal of Health Economics, the author found that even if a hurricane didn't induce labor, exposure to that hurricane system during pregnancy did increase a baby's likelihood of abnormal conditions, like needing to go on a vent after birth. Now, one hypothesis is that that stress during pregnancy could have negative effects on the fetus through neuroendocrine changes, changes in the child's immune function, and or through different behavioral channels. So extreme weather events does, in fact, represent an unpredictable and unusual source of stress during pregnancy. And so there's a clinical pearl. It may not be the change in barometric pressure at all, but more of the physiological and emotional stress that the woman goes through both in preparing and in living through the hurricane that can trigger a cascade of neurohormonal changes that makes it more likely for the patient to enter into labor. But as all good late night infomercials say, but wait, there's more. Let's get into that next. Other studies have found less decisive links or no links at all between hurricanes and the onset of labor or adverse pregnancy outcomes. And many scientists agree the relationship between labor and hurricanes requires more study. Take, for instance, a 2005 publication published in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. That study found no real correlation between birth rate and low barometric pressure. Critics state that the studies show an association between low pressure and an increase in deliveries, but that association, of course, does not mean causation. Additionally, it is not possible to separate the maternal physiological stress response from the occurrence of the natural disaster itself. As previously stated, changes in maternal stress due to changes in the neuroendocrine system may inherently affect pregnancy outcome and labor timing. All right, so here's some helpful information from ACOG for patients. Now, unlike some disasters, hurricanes usually come with warnings, giving pregnant women and their families with infants time to prepare. So being prepared before a hurricane strikes can help their patients and their families stay safe. Remember to tell your patients during hurricane season and in hurricane-prone areas to plan an emergency supply kit. That should include flash lights, batteries, a first aid kit, food and water, and if they're pregnant, they should have maternity, baby clothes, prenatal vitamins, extra bottled water, and emergency birth supplies like clean towels, sharp scissors, and even an infant bulb syringe, and maybe some medical gloves. It's also important to always keep handy blankets and some closed-toe shoes. Now, during and after a hurricane, while the decision to leave a home can be hard, it's important to remind patients not to ignore evacuation suggestions or alerts. No matter where patients are after a hurricane, it's important to continue their prenatal care and to seek prenatal care at any available clinic or shelter or any physician if they have been displaced. Now, if evacuation orders are not given and they remain at home, it's important to remind patients to stay inside until officials say it is safe to leave. 
Lastly, as we wrap up the podcast, remind patients that it's important to stay hydrated and not get dehydrated during evacuation route movement or even during cleanup. They should drink plenty of water, take cool showers, and stay in an air-conditioned area if possible to try to keep their temperature and their baby's temperature at a normal level. All right, that wraps us up. So we are in hurricane season, and coming from Texas, we are no stranger to hurricanes. They're traumatic, they're devastating, and it's important to remind our patients to stay safe during their events. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.